Hey Brad, uh, is quiet enough for you during the intro music? Just let us know in the comments and please five stars. I'm five. Hello and welcome to the Frozen Tundra Dynasty Podcast. My name is Austin Coombs. I'm the commish. I'm here with my co-host as always, Jacob Sanderson. What's up, Bisons? We have a special guest on today's episode. We want to introduce the one, the only, Mr. Lindsay Habib. Yay! I probably had a sound bar for that. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing? Uh, Lindsay, welcome to the welcome to the uh, the speaker. You want him to speak? I want him to speak closer to the mic. I don't oh, know. No, I, he I don't can want... hear. Oh, you can hear him. Are fine. you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. We've received prior complaints about our audio volume. I just want to make sure that we're... That were being accessible to all of our, especially the elderly listeners, um, <laughs> Andrew, uh, Tom, Brad. Um, I, I just want to make sure that it's like I don't know. If, do we need to caption it? Can we make like a video option for them oh, since they know they struggle with hearing? We were, it is Halloween tomorrow. We should have dressed up, filmed ourselves in costume, and put it up for them. Oh, that would have been sweet. We will do a filmed episode with closed captioning for you, Brad, just so you can make sure you understand over the volume. Right. So. Um, we're gonna get started right away. We've got a busy, busy show. I mean, like nothing happened in the league this week, right? Like absolutely yeah. nothing. So get started with our quick question here. I have several questions. Uh, our quick question today is: Who in the 2020 draft class excites you? Uh, Jacob, I'm gonna let you take the first stab because I know there's somebody you're real passionate about. Well, you have to check and talk about them. Right. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the obvious guys, and then after this round, we're gonna talk about some of the non-obvious guys. In terms of the obvious guys. Um, I'm all in on DeAndre Swift. Um, I have two picks right now that are projected in the lottery for next year, the rookie draft. Um, Swift is is the one guy to me um, that I think has the potential to be that three down back. Um, he's a silky smooth runner. He's got the top end acceleration, and he's got good hands. And is able to run the route tree out of the backfield. He's a guy who I think has the most potential to be a consistent RB1 from day one that can be that three down back. I see him similar to Gurley before he got an 80-year-old woman's knees. Um, and I think that he's a guy that they could come in and, and, and maybe not at a Saquon type level, but maybe more towards the level of a Gurley or Fournette prospect where they came in and they, they were immediately serviceable. As long as he gets the right landing spot, it's all going to depend. If, if he ends up going to some terrible, depleted, sad offense, then that's not going to happen. Don't draft him, Adam Gase. Yeah. We, oh, God, no. Adam Gase is where fantasy football goes to die. Um, you know, from the top of the class there, and I think Lindsay agreed with me when we threw him this question two seconds before we started, uh, Judge Judy, uh, wide receiver, dun, dun. Alabama Crimson Tide. The catches are real. The touchdowns <laughs> are real. The draft capital is real. This is Judge Judy. Uh, he's wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, Boo. Yeah, Go no. Vols. Go, yeah, go anybody but them, um, which is nice because Sid's an Alabama fan, and I'm just like, what? gross. Why is she an Alabama fan? Because she loves she the entire SEC and Southern you culture. First of, all, <laughs> first of all, Southern culture just means racism. That's, it literally <laughs> just means racism. Second of all, what do you mean she loves Southern culture? I like I, but, grits too. You don't like so Southern culture. And then, well, then you can't be a fan of the SEC. That's ridiculous. I think her team she's also a fan of the NFC North. I think she's actually an Auburn fan, an Alabama fan, and an LSU fan. fan. That's like saying, I'm a fan of I all the participants wrong. in World War II. I don't have a particular one I'm cheering for. Hey. I doesn't appreciate the war. She did. She did. That's exactly her, as we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, back to Judge Judy. Uh, he's just looked unreal. I've watched a lot of film on him already. I want to find a way to make sure he's on my team. I don't think where he lands. But you have matter. the way. 
The yeah. way the way is called Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, continue to tank, please. <laughs> please continue to suck. Let me beat you this week so you make me feel better. Um, no, I think he's going to... It doesn't matter where he lands. He's going to be a dynamic prospect that is going to be um, Julio-esque um, in the way he what plays What if he landed well. with the Dolphins? Oh, well, they're going to tank for two and have a great quarterback, so... <laughs> Um, he'll be their number one right out of year one. You know, it could happen, right? They had the Steelers pick. Yeah. So they could get two with their first pick. Yeah. Say the Steelers pick lands at like eight. Yeah. They could reunite them. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be a great, actually, that'd be That'd really be fun. Great. Um, so who's someone outside the top five kind of consensus uh, dynasty picks that you're really excited about? <laughs> um, we did not prep them. So I have a few. I'm out on college prospects. I, I, I'll, I'll give one per position. So, um... Uh, at quarterback, uh, one guy I'm looking at, and, and the, specifically the reason why I'm looking at the guys beyond um, Tua, Herbert, and Burrow is, as you guys know, I'm a Colts fan. Um, our team is just too good to be able to get Herbert, Tua, or Burrow um, looking like, you know, currently we're projected for a bye in the first round of the playoffs. So, wow. Uh, that's pretty nice to see. Um, so the point is we're looking at a guy going in that sort of late end of the first round. Jordan Love at a Utah State um, is a dude that I'm really into, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, outside of Tua, he's probably, well, not probably, he is definitely the most mobile quarterback of the guys in the top five. You get a little bit of Konami code appeal there for fantasy football. Um, he's also a dude that's going to sling it deep. Um, some have compared him to Mahomes Light um, in terms of his ability to throw the deep ball with reckless abandon. Um, he will throw interceptions. Uh, he'll throw a lot of interceptions, and his pocket presence is what some would call non-existent. Um, that being said, I, I think that he has all the tools, and from a guy that you're getting in the back end of the first round, probably early into the second, you're not going to get a perfect quarterback prospect, but he's a guy I think could really turn into something. Maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare him to, like, I'll put him in the Josh Allen type quarterback, where I'm not sure he's actually good, but he's certainly fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in fantasy football, you know who's a really good quarterback in fantasy football? Jameis Winston. That's true. Turnover machine. He's very... Jordan Love is very Jameis-esque. Yeah. That dude throws deep. Yeah. He doesn't care who's covering. He just chucks it, and he gets sacked, and he throws picks. And occasionally, Mike Evans jumps up there for how many yards this week? He had 190. That was his second game with 190-plus What was year. the... He t you texted me on a drive <laughs> where he had... I want to say 82 yards on a 78-yard drive. It was a 75-yard drive. He had 82 receiving yards, and Jameis Winston had a negative 7-yard sack. <laughs> it was the greatest drive as a, as a person with a Jameis Evans stack in my league. Uh, really quick, two other guys I want to talk about. Um, J.J. Taylor, running back out of Arizona. Five foot six inches. Um, is that shorter than Tariq Cohen? Are the Saints gonna bully him? I think him? it's a similar size range. He's like a deeper cut. Like this is a running back that I think will probably go in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft. Excuse me. He's got a lot of receiving upside. Very shifty and agile in the open field. He actually returns kicks. He had a kick return touchdown um, just a week ago for Arizona. And then um, another guy that I would look at as a receiver would be Jalen Rieger um, out of TCU. Projected 4-3-5-40. Um, he, he's also in the short end of the scale. I believe he checks in at 5'9". Um, and I am always drawn to the short, fast dudes. Um, and so that's a guy that, again, that I would, I would think would be a lot of fun to watch on fantasy. Last guys, really quick, probably will never start in the NFL. Probably will start in the CFL. If I was a CFL team and I had a negotiation list, two guys I'd be looking at is Derek King out of Houston um, and Khalil Tate out of Arizona. Two dual threat quarterbacks that are an absolute blast to watch, 
especially Tate has a cannon of an arm. Um, and if those guys ever somehow found their way into an NFL starting gig, they might be terrible quarterbacks, but they could be a blast for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Think my, of a poor man's Lamar. Yeah, my uh, my pick for outside of the kind of top consensus top five uh, for Dynasty uh, is my boy Chuba Hubbard from right here in Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. You want to talk about fast guys? This guy almost was a member of the Canadian National Sprinting Olympic team. Like you watch film on him, and if a hole opens up, it's gone. No one's catching him on the field. Wait, how could he be from the that? Canadian National Sprinting no, no, team? He's he from was, Alberta. He's from. They, they're separated. <laughs> From the uh, from the Wexit National Sprinting Team, <laughs> there we go. he will be the first medalist from Wexit. Um, but no, he's down at Oklahoma State, uh, and he he was a backup to Justice Hill last year. He still flashed at times when Justice Hill was the starter, uh, and this year he leads the NCAA in rushing yards by like a large margin. He had one day where he put up over 250. It might have been close <laughs> to 300. Like it was disgusting when you look at the numbers. And on film, it's because if a hole opens up and he's untouched, it's 80 yards every single time. Like, I was, I'll, I'll show you film after this. It's gross. And Oklahoma I'll State now, has a good record with running backs. Yeah, yeah. Barry Sanders, I believe. Yep. Uh, Chris Carson. Uh, Justice Hill. Yeah. Uh, probably other guys. Yeah, so no, I will tell you right now, he will be on my roster come uh, draft season. He is the one that I am definitely targeting with my later first-round pick uh, because I think he is going to be absolutely electric. So. Lindsay, you got any uh, you got any college guys for us? Or you're not a college guy. There's a there's a reason that I trade all my draft picks and it's not because I'm an expert in college football, so I'm just going to I'll leave it to you guys. Yeah. That is fair I'll, enough. Uh, I'll pick them up. I'll pick them up 3 years into their career when they were actually worth something. <laughs> That's fair enough. So we're going to move on to a bit of our content section. So as we said, we have uh, Lindsay here. We're going to keep this a bit shorter than we did Tom's section. So Lindsay, to start things off, who are you? What are you about? Uh, well, if you had to summarize it into one thing, it'd probably be volleyball. Uh, I helped out with uh, the University of Winnipeg uh, Westman team, head coach Red River uh, college team for a couple of years. I've been uh, in the club scene uh, for the last 12 or so, uh, team Manitoba for a few years, so basically everything volleyball. Yeah, that's kind of how uh, Lindsay got into this league, is uh, good buddies outside in the coaching world when we spend probably way too many hours in a gym in January to May um, as a lot of you know that's the only place you can find me the rest of the year and so um, what's some cool accomplishments you've had in the volleyball world cool accomplishments yeah. um, a couple of years ago I got a coach's award that I didn't know existed but uh, I got about $200 in free shit so that nice. was good and uh, I got 2017 I was the elite development coach of the year which gets you nothing other than a weirdly carved trophy um but it's something to sit on my uh, bookcase and look pretty, so I guess guess I put those guys in there. 2017 national silver medalist. Yeah, we we went to the national finals in uh, 17U, so that was that was pretty Ooh. good. I mean, that's that's the entire country, so that was uh, that was a big accomplishment. But I don't brag about it because nobody cares about number two. Yeah, but hey, and also a great coach. I'll say you have. I can't even count how many players you have playing CIS volleyball right now. Wow, it's significant half the Bison's roster I'd say Holy. it's probably been coached by Lindsay at some point or the other yeah. uh, and we don't talk about the Westman because we are Bison's here <laughs> fuck the Westman um, but yeah um, so on to your fantasy football team uh, a couple of three quick questions I know it's been a while but how did you feel about your team coming out of the draft Mr. Five Quarterback here's yeah. the thing most of you most of you were in the basement at Sid's house doing this and this dude that most of you hadn't met is drafting five quarterbacks and literally the basement is on fire because we're like, what the fuck do you mean there's no quarterbacks left? Like Jacob and I, I was so, 
so mad. Like, to me, it's like, quarterbacks, do they matter in fantasy football? It's up for debate. They do matter more in Dynasty. You know what? You start two. Take two early if you want to, okay? Be a, be a fucking lunatic like Marty. Take two early. Take Daniel Jones in the fifth. Right? Don't do that. No. Um, would not recommend. Right? Take, take three if you want. Change for the matchup. This motherfucker, like... <laughs> We're all sitting here and we're like, all right, all right, who's the worst QB2 I can get? Can we do it with Derek Carr? Can we do it with Andy Dalton? Can we live with Nick Foles? Hint, you couldn't. Um, do we spend $36 on Marcus Lee? Um, what, what are our options here for quarterbacks? Um, and, and it's whittling down, right? We're looking at options like Dalton, Marcus Mary Gota. Um, we're looking at, at, uh, at Derek Carr. And all of a sudden, this fucker, <laughs> who already has Wentz, already and has Russell. Wilson. He's like, I'm going to take Matt Ryan. And then he's like, I'm going to take Jameis Winston. That was when I started freaking out. And then it got to the next one. We're like, okay, thank God, it's Lindsay's pick. One guy is not going to take Der Derek Carr! <laughs> so the entire basement was on fire. You were probably unaware of this, because Jacob and I both subscribe heavily to the late-round quarterback strategy. So how did you feel looking at your roster with five quarterbacks on it and, like... I think it was in a, it was either a running back or wide receiver. You didn't have to like way late. No, well, no. I took I took a running back and receiver in the first the first two rounds. I split running back receiver. But uh, the funny thing is, I I came in the draft with no strategy whatsoever to draft quarterbacks. Uh, but a two quarterback league is a game changer, especially in a dynasty, because as guys are finding out when you have the Mariotas and the Andy Daltons and you know kind of that that bottom tier QB two. It's super volatile about if they're going to keep their job or not. And um, I kind of read a couple articles, and it basically said that uh, when you're in your startup, that is the cheapest you will ever get quarterbacks. And after that, they become super premium. Um, and I think because most people are used to the one quarterback format, that they were probably going to be undervalued. Uh, but I just went off of rankings because um, I took my two QBs fairly early, or probably right about where they should have gone. Uh, and then nobody else was taking QBs outside of the top tier guys. No one was taking them, and I just I had to go all in on it because uh, receivers went so freaking fast that you were going to be picking eighth round receivers in the fifth round if you kept going that route. So I just had to go against the grain and try and monopolize the market a little bit because if I didn't, there was going to be guys getting good quarterbacks in the tenth round and. Uh, so I, I just tried to go off of value, and I knew at some point people are going to need quarterbacks. And uh, So coming out of the draft, I wasn't a fan of my team, uh, but based on where guys rank in a two-quarterback league, I thought I had a, a lot of value on my team. We're going to take a quick pause in there. Jacob, as you cracked a new one in there, tell our listeners what we're cracking open today. Well, today uh, we're cracking open the Half Pints Bikey McBike face. Um, <laughs> it is actually called that. It, it literally is. Um, it's fantastic. You can pick this up at your local monopolized liquor store. Uh, um, and remember to pay for your purchases, not run out. Who does that? Brad Henderson. I'm sorry. I mean, I First don't know all, who does that. Please that stop with the anti-indigenous racism. <laughs> that was Tom's joke. I just stole Tom's joke. That's true. Uh, today I am drinking a No Boats on Sunday. It's a locally produced Ontario-based uh, cider. Delicious. Uh, a big fan of No Boats on Sunday and just relaxing. And I just want to send an apology to Coco and Sid for calling them the only two women in our fantasy football league. Because um, clearly I, I, I forgot that this was untrue. That was sexist. Well, I would like I would that to be awesomest. noted. Somebody tell the Manitoban the sexist comments that Jacob Sanderson, president of Umsu, <laughs> is making. So back to Lindsay. Andrew um, just proposed a trade to me on air. Is this a thing? It's Every for Todd Gurley. 
And, uh, no. No, Tarjorlian for Ryan Finley? <laughs> so I, I offered him, um, while I was in the midst of the deals of, oh, if it was straight up for Ryan Finley, I would have been present, except. Um, you died uh, with a on the air. Uh, if it was last night, uh, I was trying to get girly when I was dealing with the trades with Tom and with Lindsay, because I knew I was giving up Chris Carson, and then I was going to get Beckham, and so I wanted Gurley to replace Carson. Um, so I'd originally offered him Tom's 2021 first. He now wanted his own 2021 first. Oh, no. Um, and Andrew, your own 2021 first is going to be a good pick. It's going to be a great pick. <laughs> so, Lindsay, uh, looking ahead right now, or not looking ahead, looking now, how do you feel about your team right now? I think you've got a nice... Five and three record. You're it tops your division by one game. Yeah. Um, the kids are coming behind you. Both Kieran and I are. We probably have the tightest division, I'd say. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I haven't. I haven't really worried too much about my record. Obviously, there was a, a couple couple games that kind of irked me with the way uh, Diggs went off after I traded him against me. That was fun. <laughs> uh, but Diggs I goes uh, off for forty points the second you trade him. Uh, that was great. <clears throat> Yeah, that one was it, it. made it sting a little bit more. I still would have done the trade probably just a week later, but uh, uh, I think the way I've done it is I've just tried to build the strongest team, and I'm not really worried too much about how it affects me in the short term. Um, mostly because there's guys like Austin in my division that are uh, trading for 21 year olds the day after they beat the best team in the league. Um, so I have confidence, I guess, that it'll work out okay. But right now, I'm just trying to build the strongest team and. Not really worrying about the standings. Um, where do you see yourself going from here? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? <laughs> it's a job in five interview years? now. Yeah. Um, no, how if you were you a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Now you have to answer that. Well, which ones didn't break? Whichever <laughs> 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 ones survive a Manitoba snowstorm. That's a great. I'm using that now. Um, no, so it's uh, getting hammered on air here, guys. Yeah, uh, you're five and three. You're looking at the playoffs. Uh, how do you see your season projecting out here? Well, what do you mean? That's a pretty weird question. I don't know. How do you, what I do think you... I see myself winning something. Yeah, you, I don't think, know. you think you got a chance? I have a question for Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a bench? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never had a bench score me a lot of points in a playoff game. So I just, like, I, I'm actually just curious. Like, to me, it's, it's interesting. Because your strategy, I think, I mean, you've, you've clearly been a guy in the draft and throughout the season, I would say, that has been willing to zig when everyone else is zagging. Yeah. Um, like you were the first, per you were the only person in the draft to prioritize quarterback. You were the first person to actively trade away draft picks. Mm -hmm. And I think like the thing that sets you apart now is you have a starting roster full of superstars. Yeah. Um, and your your bench is absolute horseshit. It is. Um, so like hey, a, lot of, a lot of lottery like tickets to, in that horseshit. Like right. I'm just I'm just saying like I, I'm just yeah. saying objectively. Objectively, yeah. your starting lineup is the best starting lineup in the league, and your yeah. bench is probably the worst bench in the league. Yeah. Um, and like. Sorry, nothing. <laughs> um, and it's just it's interesting, like why why that approach where you've sacrificed depth for the sake of star talent. I don't think it's a bad approach. I'm actually just curious because yeah. I, I don't I think it's been the most dramatic of of that. Yeah, for sure. sure. Well, I, first of all, I, I would just say the obvious is that guys that are on your bench don't score points for you. Bye weeks. Uh, yeah, well, you have to cover bye weeks. But as I said, kind of in your previous question there. Uh, I build my team more for uh, kind of a playoff run and, mm -hmm. and less worried about a week-to-week. -week. So I, I already have it set up right now where I, I have to play Jacob next week in week 10. I'm probably going to get my ass kicked because half my team's on bye. And I'm gonna yeah, be I've been putting, looking at that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
it's going to happen unless, you know, three or four of my starts go off. I'm probably going to lose next week. But uh, as long as I make the playoffs, I think I'm better for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have to pay a premium to get those superstar guys. And so that's kind of drained any other resources that I have except for uh, uh, Brad's first round pick next year. Premium assets on the market. It's on the market. Send some offers. <laughs> it's on the market. Oh, hello. But, uh, uh, but no, I, I just I, I'm a huge subscriber to um, lowering the amount of decisions you have that could hurt you. And if you have really good players and guys that are probably not even going to enter the game, like Rob Gronkowski, that's not even on a team right now, and Antonio Brown, and that's kind of how my bench is built. There's a bunch of lottery tickets that aren't even usable right now. Yeah. But a couple of them are going to hit. The rest of them will get dropped, and hopefully, I can pick up some guys that are usable on the wire. Speaking of lottery tickets, uh, what is your obsession? With Dante Pettis, uh, well, <laughs> and was he worth that no, three fab? No, that's not a lottery. This, it's the only lottery that that's like a scratch ticket. It 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 uh, it might be the coach in me, but it it's uh, kind of just a refusal to admit that I was wrong. He was yeah. a guy that uh, pre-draft I really wanted, and I was actually really mad when you drafted him right before me. We were right beside each other in the draft, so every time you pick a guy, like half the time you were taking the guy I wanted, which pissed me off. Um, and so it's kind of just been like a chip awesome on my shoulder, um, where I've just I've wanted him all year, and yeah. so now that I got him for basically nothing, he can sit there and he'll either yeah. become something or I drop him. But I didn't really pay. Anything. The, we, we all we all have those guys. Uh, Dante Pettis was definitively not one of those guys for me. In you, fact, oh, this was I, I'm actually like I like there's a lot that I've been wrong on this year. Dante Pettis, I feel extremely vindicated because Austin and I got into fights. We're basically like we were we couldn't have been more on extremes in the preseason. Austin was like, Donde Pettis is an every week wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. I was like, I would literally be shocked if he's on the roster in twenty twenty. What? And like He drafted this, him in the seventh round though. Yeah, at the start oh, of the yeah. seventh round. And so I, I literally said that was the most ridiculous sure. pick I've ever seen in my life. I was like, he's going to get cut before twenty twenty. Yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, well I mean the thing for me is if he does, I didn't really pay anything for it. So oh, I don't blame you. Yeah. You, got, hey, you got him for free. You yeah. had to pay three fab and that trade wasn't going through without that yeah. three fab. I'd like that to be no. Quick shout out on that too. Like when Austin <laughs> when Austin sent me that offer, he literally texted me, I'm putting three dollars fab in here just so that guys lose their shit about it and you guys played perfectly into it so i just i really hate that he got exactly what he wanted out of that um also are you surprised he doesn't have a bench he's a lakers fan oh Name yeah, the lakers true. bench uh, i i i i, I, only, I only respect teams that have a chance to win the title um, uh, just so the podcast knows uh jacob is a celtics fan uh, yeah, I mean, the Lakers fan. last I checked, you were getting absolutely destroyed by the box. I'm gonna check if that has changed. I feel like it is not because we're significantly worse. We also, than... <gasps> we're up by eight. Wow. We're up by eight. Uh, did Giannis get injured or something? Also, we don't have game seven. Oh my on. god, we won the third quarter, thirty-eight to eighteen. Congratulations. He's uh, he's pretty passionate Ooh, for like a oh, five yeah. games into an eighty-two game Ooh, season. Gordon Hayward oh, with twenty-one game. and ten. Let's. Fucking go, boys. You lost. Let's go, boys. You lost your best oh, player. On the game. And, uh, I'll be right back. No, wait. Sorry. I thought we were putting on game seven of the World Series. Yeah, you can turn that on on mute, but I'm I'm, I'm going to pull up my laptop with, with reddit.com slash NBA streams. Fair. Um, actually, sorry. if you want to just buy the game on my game league pass, you can. I still have games left till the 31st. See, a funny funny quick note about yeah. that, being Jacob's uh, Celtics fan, is that they've They've done the big thing where they collected so many assets, you know, so that they could push all their chips in for an Anthony Davis or a Kyrie Irving and guys like Kyrie that. Kyrie Irving sucks. He's and a traitorous 
douchebag that doesn't deserve to be mentioned. Well, the funny thing is, like, you kind of he he took the same approach, only he kind of ring is a poison. He kind actually kind of leveraged it properly because he uh, he collected a bunch of draft picks. He was tanking, then he accidentally won, and now he's become a contender, flipping all those picks back into players, which is hilarious to me because oh, it's, it's pretty much what Celtics did. They sold everything off collected assets, <laughs> except it's kind of blowing up in their face because they're realizing. Without superstars, you can't win. Yeah, uh, I I did text Austin as soon as I made all the trades. I was like, "Am I Danny Ainge?" And that was the text. And then basically, Diggs is my Isaiah Thomas. Where basically, this is why I refuse to trade Lindsey Diggs is because Danny Ainge traded off all his pieces for assets, and then one random asset that was like a kick in in a trade um, that he didn't even really want was Isaiah Thomas. All of a sudden, Isaiah Thomas became a superstar. The Celtics became unintentionally a playoff team. And then they started to push all in. They traded Isaiah Thomas, and the mojo died. Bad things happened. Yeah. Gordon Hayward broke his ankle. Um, Kyrie Irving became a cancer. Um, and and I, I, I ain't doing that with Diggs. Diggs is my boy. I can't I can't be full Danny Ainge. I have a heart. It's Jacob, so he's probably only going to be on his roster another four days. But I'll love, love him for Diggs. those four days. I love you, fun Diggs. You're staying on my roster forever. I'll never trade you. <laughs> Actually, the only dude left, there are literally two players that I drafted that are still remaining on my roster. Um, there's, there's a lot of players that I drafted that are back on my roster. Yeah. The only two players that I drafted and have never moved are Curtis Samuel and Alexander Madison. That's, okay. I think that's because you, you rationally value them high. I mean, I rationally value Curtis Samuel high. Madison just isn't the kind of guy you move because it's like... Yeah. He, like he, he doesn't, his, his he doesn't upside move, remains, he doesn't but he doesn't really provide you anything for anybody. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why would I move him? I'll just hold him. Eventually, yeah. Dalvin Cook will get injured, and then he'll be good. Awesome. So we're going to move on here. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So we're going to quickly recap last week uh, real quick. And the most important part of this, the king is dead. The king is dead. Long live the peasants. Adam is no longer undefeated. Bye, bitch. Bye. Hey, who, who beat him? I'm just you wondering. Him. You beat him. I beat him. You beat Sorry. him. And what was the bet last week? Well, I mean, you never confirmed. We the bet. Uh, half we a did. bet was um, not a bet. The half bet, bet is there. Bet. We have half recorded thing. At some point, and I'll wait till the summer probably when it's a little bit warmer, I get to dump, dump one cup of honey, Wheel of Water style, on Jacob, and he has to sit in it for 60 minutes because he did not believe in me taking down the king. Adam, thank you for losing. Uh, I feel great. I think I'm personally number one in the power rankings. Adam made some uh, roster decisions no. that I don't support. See, um, see, I think the funniest thing about this is you beat the top team in the league this week. Then you traded Carson and Stafford. It got very little. That's going to help you. Weird flex, and, but okay. And now you have uh, Andrew Jameson that, that pretty much you know traded off anything that wasn't going to be long-term value for him, and he's still favored to beat you. Yeah. The guy that's, that's two and six and just traded off half of his roster for picks. Yeah. Is projected to beat the guy that just beat the best team in the league. Yeah. Speaking speaking works. of that game, uh, Jameson, you lost to Tom. Um, not really a close game, and you said you were going to beat Tom. That was your path to playoffs, and that's why you traded up your 2020 first and your 2021 first. Uh, you failed. That's what I got to say to that. Um, you know what? I think I got to give that the good shame of the week. So uh... shame, <laughs> shame. So yeah, uh, trading off your picks and then losing and having no hope and changing your name to next year. It's kind of where you're at right now, so uh, sorry about that one. Uh, in what was a really close game, and easily the tilts of the week, I know for Sid, uh, Brad Henderson beat Sid by six points off of the most 
ridiculous Aaron Rodgers throw away to Jamal Williams. Did you guys see that? Disgusting. Yeah. Just try to throw it out of the back of the end zone. That cost me so much money in DFS. I didn't have any shares of Jamal Williams. I was about to win a lot of money. That fucking ruined it. Yeah. And so, it made Brad happy. Yeah. So, do you not enjoy making Brad happy? Uh, we love you, Brad. We <laughs> actually do love you, Brad. I know you don't believe that. We actually do love you, Brad. Um, I like but, when you uh, pay me, by the way. Yeah, also pay me. Oh, I also owe you Adam's money. He yeah, sent me you. for both. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I forgot to get that from you last week. But yeah, Brad beat Sid. Uh, put Sid at a precarious 4-4, four and four, but that's okay because in another game, Kieran put up the top score of the week with 181 ding, points. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, moving up to 4-4. Four and four. Kieran seems weird. He beat Marty, by the way. Um, hey. Marty had a great week of 164 points. Has actually taken the division lead based on points for over Sid, who started off 3-1 and one and is now... Um, Start off three and zero, oh and is now one and four. Hmm, I, want, I wonder who on the podcast was saying that she would continue her tour pace, and who on the podcast was like, "No, it's not a playoff." Team. I wonder who on the podcast is dating her and needed to say those things for safety reasons. Well, that's true. I have no sexual interest in her team's performance. She may. I can't. <laughs> Offline things. I'll t- um, so yeah, um, Kieran, his team's weird. Puts up 181 points one week, puts up yeah. barely 100 next week. Uh, definitely That's not called the Mike Evans. I, I was just yeah. gonna say he's tied to Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah. He's 46 one week and Mike four Evans the next is the two. most exhilarating yo-yo on earth. Yeah. He also has Nick Chubb, which can say a lot there, uh, and Hooper, which is he's got a great good. team though. Yeah. Like he's he's good now. He had a and bad injury. break with the carry-on injury, but yeah. yeah. Otherwise, um, next game to recap or last game? I, nope. Uh, there was, of course, Jacob. Hey, uh, you know you're not supposed to beat up kids in the hospital, right? <laughs> you literally doubled Coco's... Sc- no, not quite double. No, you doubled Coco's score this week. Um, felt good. Felt good. Felt good. Felt great. Beating loved up it. kids in the hospital. Fucking cool. loved it. Loved Coco, you didn't score 100 points. I don't know if you listened to this, but shame. that's pretty pathetic. You want shame. more shame on that? Oh, I can, I can give you more shame on that. <laughs> shame! Yeah, you get one shame for not scoring 100 points. What, yeah. what did she score against me last week? Because that, that's kind of disappointing that she scored 85 the week after she beat me. Yeah, she scored 145. Oh, yeah. 0.74. Tevin Coleman, by and the guess way. guess what? I will miss you, but thank you for that one week of hilarious touchdown production. Yep. <laughs> Four touchdowns on 13 carries. Last but not least, uh, Habib, you uh, you beat Trevor. He's now 0-8. I well, gave you congrats, a good fight dude. for a while. Did you know Trevor's big, actually big fa- Trevor's favorite this week right now against Team IR in what we're gonna call the Tank Bowl? That is not the game of the so, week. So yeah, well it's not um, the Tank Bowl because I have Coco's draft pick. Exactly. So uh, real quick recap the power rankings. Four um, <laughs> number one, even though we lost, we're leaving Adam at number one. Tom's at number two at five and three. Jacob at, uh, is third at five and three. Lindsay are at fourth at five and three. So those are kind of our top. Everyone's ends. at five and three. Um, oh no no, not everyone's at five and three. Then everyone's at four and four. Um, oh, so wow. yeah. Yeah, four so, um, beating Adam got me up to fifth in the power rankings. I'll accept that at four and four. Kieran with the top score of the week moves up to sixth. Uh, Marty with a good scoring week and a loss moves up to seven. Brad, congratulations. You won a game. You didn't score a ton of points. You get to move up to eight. Um, Sid, I'm sorry you moved down to nine. You've had a rough week and now you're really low in the you power rankings. You had a bad day. You got a concussion. You lost to Brad. That's not good. You yeah. had a bad day. And a week. Really. Yeah. yeah. So, no sad. Uh, team IR, Coco's team is in 10th. Somehow 4-4. Four and four. I still don't understand that. How Fantasy. am I 4-4 four and four and she's 4-4? Like, this isn't, and by the way, this isn't defending you, Coco. Um, your entire team is a mash unit. I actually, yeah. it's honestly incredible. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's in 11th at 2-6. And, and Trevor, I didn't even change it to 0-8, but he is 0-8. That's a quick recap of the power rankings. Um, quick look at the waivers. 
Um, <laughs> how can, can we roast Brad about this? Brad, Brad, you spent sixty-four dollars on truck Carson. Yeah. Sure. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. I, I got to step in here because yeah. Jacob spent $104 on a guy that did squat. Yeah. Granted, it was a good decision at the time, or at least a, a defendable decision. But then he spent the next pod talking about how who cares, it's just fab and nobody cares. You can't roast him for spending okay, on but, Brad, but, they're in your head. Don't let him do it. But Brad Here, spent here's what, here's, okay, here's, here's what I think. I, I do agree. It's just fab. Who cares? If you think the guy's got a shot to do something, spend it. The difference for me is... I think Ty Johnson at the time had a very wide range of outcomes. Him sucking ass was part of that outcomes, and unfortunately that was that was the outcome that hit. There is no range of outcomes in which Trey Carson is a startful asset. He played the he played like twenty eight percent of the snaps. And even still, I think the bigger thing about to roast him here is that he spent sixty four dollars. Do you know what the next highest bid was? Jacob with one dollar. Brad, you could have spent you could have spent ten. And we wouldn't roast you for it. Like, that makes sense. Hey, if he works out, I will say this with everyone. If he works out and he scores points, then it's worth it because the waiver wire sucks. Yeah. I mean, I spent $23 on Kalen Balazs. Yeah. The next next best bet was zero. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I figured there'd be at least a bit. Like, he's... He could be... He's not Mark Walton, but he could start. Like, Mark Walton's irrelevant, pretty much. So, uh, what I'm disappointed about was Chris Conley. Um, I really wanted him. I thought I could sneak him out for $11. But uh, I think he could be a decent pick. He's been on and off my roster all season. Um, and yeah, Hendo, way to get the Eagles for zero dollars. Big fan of that pick. So that's quick recap of the waivers um, because we're gonna get into the meat of our episode. Yeah, the, here. I will say that Brad getting the Eagles for zero dollars is about eight zillion times better than you getting the Bills for eleven. Yeah, I just want to be aggressive yeah. there. I mean, Brad, I th- Brad significantly. I had three extra dollars of Fab, and I think I could get three dollars more from Lindsay in another trade if I really needed to. Yeah, I would I would definitely oblige. Yeah. yeah. So moving on here. Holy fuck, oh shit, it's a dinosaur. Jesus Christ, what fuck. Um, yeah, so we have a segment here, it's called Tradosaurus Rex. Um, I think we went back to the uh, Stone Age. Yeah, um yeah, so I think the league broke this week and I don't Let's go all the way back like all the way back. To the beginning. Are you um, gonna do a quick count for me? So, it started off when Andrew said, "We're having a fire sale," <laughs> and that's where it began. I believe that the first one was me trading two second-round picks and Mecole Hardman for Alshon Jeffrey. That was followed up by Tom. Trading Janu Smith, Jacoby Myers, Devin Singletary, a first and two thirds for Thielen, Breeze, and Brita. Shortly after, I traded a first and Tony Pollard for Derrick Henry. Very shortly after that, I traded Chris Herndon, Benny Snell, Andy Dalton, three fine players, um, a second, a third, and a first, Andrews first, which since he just traded off half his roster is pretty good. Um, for Matt Stafford, Chris Carson, and Paris Campbell. Then, um, Andrew traded Zach Ertz for Kenny Stills and Mark Walton to Tom. Then things calmed down for a little bit, but um, Austin then traded Derek Carr and Geronimo Allison for Sammy Watkins, Dante Pettis, and $3 of FOB. 
Um, big debate on the internet right now, by the way, is whether it's pronounced fab or fob. It's fab. It's fob. It's, it's fob. If you look up the AA on Google right now and say pronounce this, it's ah. Uh. Please vote in the comments if it's fab or fob. And if you vote fob, you're kicked out of the league next oh, year. Oh, do you have do you have a really great car? Did you own, do you own a Sab? I own a Sab. You own a Sab. I own a Sab. Idiot. Um, then we got a real noodle needle mover, which was Andrew chaining Jason Witten for Philip Dorsett to Lindsay. <laughs> um, then. We were not even close to done. Okay, let's pause. Because, let's pause right here. Okay. First off, first things first. Is that part one? Without part even one? reading it, how many trades, Lindsay, were this been since we recorded the last podcast? How many trades, without counting, do you think there were? Oh, I'd, probably a dozen, at least. Uh, we're gonna go with the Saskatchewan dozen here of thirteen. Yeah, since Is that they, true? yes, thirteen wow. trades. So since let's the last let's podcast. pause it there because that those were the Andrew trades. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna really quickly before realizing everything that happens here. I want your quick take on all of these. So the first one was between Brad and Habib. Um, it was DJ Moore and Miles Sanders for Odell Beckham Jr. That was, and that was Justice Tom, Hill. Tom and Habib. That's what I well, said. Well, that was before last week. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't before last week. Yeah, that was. was nope. Yeah, no, that was, a, that was the day after. That was yeah, the day yeah, after we yeah, filmed the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I mean, it was before the games. Yes, it was before the yeah. games. So, looking at it just from that, um, before you get to chime in, DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, or Ola Beckham Jr. and Justin Hill. Who do you I, like? I'm on record. DJ Moore will never be as good of a receiver as Curtis Samuel. Um, therefore, Habib won that trade in my view. I think Habib got an absolute steal. I mean, I paid a lot more than that for Odell Beckham today, so I think yeah. Habib won. So I, I agree with that. I think you got the better player. I think Hill turns into something future. I think he's. I don't know if he's still in the roster. We'll get to that. I mean, it's not even but, a thing at this point, right? I mean, he he 100% got more for Beckham than he paid for Beckham. Yeah. Um, so he he already won. Yeah. So that was the first one. Next trade was a three-way trade um, between myself, Jacob, and Tom. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, I got. So we're just gonna say what we got. So I got Miles Sanders out of it. Jacob got Latavius Murray, and which, how did you get Latavius Murray when he has Kamara? That I didn't understand. Oh well, that was always a setup because yeah. Tom and I were working on other trades. So yeah. this this trade didn't matter for me. This was I was never gonna keep Murray. Yeah, and uh, Tom got Singletary and Henderson from the Rams. Uh, winners of that, um, Jacob, because you got uh, at the time Latavius Murray when Kamara was out at the time. But I mean, you can, you can look here. It was literally simultaneous. Yeah. Like as soon as he pressed accept, he accepted the other one. Yeah. So that was always a two part trade. So, um, yeah. So Murray eventually moves back to Tom. Uh, Henderson moves back to Henderson me. moves back to you. So really, out of that original trade, I got Sanders. I'm pretty happy with that. I think he he looked great this weekend. I didn't play him, but I think he's going to be a good back for the Eagles in the future. So I I got what I wanted. So you got you got Sanders for Murray and yeah. and Tom's. Tom and I will just roll into the next trade. Yeah. And I think that's a good trade, especially if you're not looking to make a playoff push this year. I mean, Sanders is a way better long-term asset. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing. Is like I thought, uh, by the way, your Celtics won. Are you happy? I'm so happy. Fuck Giannis. Kemba had 30 tonight. Did you say fuck Giannis? Fuck Giannis. I'm going to slap you after this. Um, yeah, so going to the next trade. Um, oh, sorry. Could be, I didn't give you a chance to defend your... OBJ trade? Did you like? Oh, I guess yeah. you liked that at the time, getting OBJ and Hill. Well, yeah, that is of, of course. I, I think uh, DJ Moore was a is a tough guy to value. I think he's got a wide range of values from being called a jag to uh, a guy it's that a gets guy that a guy that's you know twenty two years old gets a ton of targets and is probably the top wide receiver on his team. Yeah. Um, for me, it was just exactly what you guys roasted me for earlier uh, which is building no bench so I was just consolidating into a better player. I want to I want to clarify my DJ Moore thing. So I don't think DJ Moore is bad. I think that DJ Moore has a limited set of skills 
Um, he's not an elite route runner. Um, Curtis Samuel is. Curtis Samuel is a much better route runner. Um, he does not have elite size. He does not have elite contested catch ability. So, DJ Moore's best attributes, he is an incredible yards after the catch receiver. He's excellent on jet sweeps. Um, he has He's quicker than he is fast. And... No, I mean, he's quicker than fast. What he's is very, that? Yeah, can you define oh, no. quicker than he is fast? So DJ Metcalf is not quick. He's very fast. Um, so you're talking about, like, making cuts so, in the open so field. So fast right? is your 40 time. Quick is your shuttle time. So basically, like, okay. so when I talk about quick, I'm talking about agility. Okay. So so he's more agile than he is fast. So what I'm saying is, like, when I'm looking at, well, quicker than fast is, like, a thing. That's, that's like, a 100% a term. Okay. Like, DJ Moore excels on screen routes. Um... Anytime that he has the ball in his hands in the open field, he's good on short ins and digs. He's not a go-route receiver at this point, right? Whereas DK Metcalf is not that agile guy. He's a, he's a nine-route guy. So to me, DJ Moore, to be a true number one receiver and not be a consistent deep threat, not be a contested cash guy, um, and not be an elite route runner, if you're not creating separation, if you're not... Um, if you're not able to create separation, if you're not able to get deep, and you can't win contested catches, I, your ceiling to me is limited. I see him, his ceiling as being a Golden Tate type receiver that's going to excel in a slot role, um, that's going to be able to excel getting yards after the catch, but to, to me, he'll always be a Golden Tate, Julian Edelman type guy. He's never going to be a true number one dude. So being um, Julian so Edelman is out. bad? No, I don't think he's bad. That twenty-two-year-old Julian Edelman. Like, I don't think he's bad. You should trade him. I don't right think away. he's. I don't think he's bad. I'm saying like, but it's it's about comparison. I'm not saying DJ Moore should just be dropped. I'm saying he's not as good as Odell Beckham. I I think it's a lot of words that that don't mean anything. They throw to him <laughs> ten times a game. Who cares whether he's good at anything? But he doesn't get any red zone it, targets, like literally ever. Yeah, but it's PPR. If you get ten catches in a game, you're you're Some over points. a touchdown anyways. It, it's it's a matter I, of I like him, I like him way more. I like him way more in PPR than standard. Like, again, it's not, I'm not saying DJ Moore is bad or unstartable. I'm saying he's not Beckham, and he never will be. That's, and, and trading well, him for Odell for Beckham sure. doesn't make any sense to me. Fair. So we're going to move on. Next trade here was yours and Tom's. Uh, Tom got Latavius Murray, um, Marquise Brown, a 20, your 2021st, which we have to be very clear on from now, who's it is, your 2021 third, as well as um, your Lindsay's, Lindsay's 2021 third. Uh, your third now belongs to... Tom, in case you were wondering, does does uh, does a third round pick of a playoff team even carry value? No. Like that, that's pretty much a so, waiver ad, right? In some, yeah, in some dynasty leagues, they go as deep as six rounds, and I'm like, I it's don't know it's a cool way to like make your offer look better and be like, yeah. man, I got three picks. Yeah. The thirds weren't much. The deal was Murray Brown and a first for Cup. He had to drop someone anyway. I I was like, can you do like so? He was gonna give me, I think. Burkhead, I was like, can you do Daryl Henderson instead of Burkhead? I'll add, I'll give you these two thirds. And he was like, sure. Because yeah. um, I, I was like, I won't. So that, that was basically the deal. Though, to the be thirds fair, were not the deciding factor. You asked factor me if uh, a third is worth something. Terry McLaurin was the third round dynasty pick this year. So you might have handed him a lottery ticket, but you might have handed him a dot. Who knows? Well, he could have, like, where was he ranked, though? He could have just as easily been a waiver ad, right? Because he, he, also, he also got drafted in, what, the 21st round? What? In our oh, draft, in our startup, in a startup, that's different. I mean, a third round draft pick is similar to like a seventh round draft pick in in, in the real NFL, right? Yeah, it's probably nothing, but you never know. Yeah, could be Gardner Minshew. Because like yeah. a, a guy like a guy like DJ Chark should have been yeah. on most waiver wires. Like I I drafted him at the end, but yeah. that's a guy mm -hmm. that booms and he's on the waiver wires. Exactly. 
Right. So, uh, what do you think about Cooper Cup for Latavius Murray, uh, Marquise Brown in 2021st, Lindsay? Uh, well, I like it. Now I like it for both. I think uh, at the time I thought Jacob got a uh, way better deal, but I think um, I think Tom did a good job of parlaying a bunch of smaller assets into some good players. Uh, so I think it worked out for both. I know that Tom really likes Hollywood um, and Cooper Cup. He's a Raven. I can't I can't figure it out. Like I've never seen a guy like Cooper Cup that I was so wrong on that I I thought he was barely a wide receiver too, and he's like pretty much the best receiver in the league. Uh, so I have trouble valuing him, but that's that's just me. But he's he's awesome. So I I think it was better for Jacob, but I think it's worked out for both. Uh, Jacob, how does it feel like Cooper Cup in both your main leagues? Oh, I mean it's awesome. I I don't like I get what Lindsay's talking about. Cooper Cup was. Was ranked wide receiver two in PPR points before he got injured last year. Yeah. This year, he's wide receiver two in PPR. Yeah. I, I think he is who he is. I mean, he was a top twenty-five receiver in his rookie season, right? So I mean, if we're all going crazy about DJ Moore being top twenty-five in his rookie season, Cooper Cup is already that, and he's elevated. Like I, I put Lindsay and I were doing our, our top twelve wide receiver rankings last night in Dynasty. I think I think I put Cup four. I think is where I ended up putting him four or five. Um, so I, I think he's elite um i was super sad to see hollywood go but i was at a point there where like i had so many picks and young players that like i wasn't gonna be able to keep everyone on my roster so i needed to move some has, has hollywood been producing like in the last few weeks because he's he been went, injured he's been injured okay because he yeah, went off at the beginning but he, had oh, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't then, played right? in four weeks i always get worried because i i really depended the one year on uh tavon austin in his mm-hmm. rookie year and uh, small, fast receivers really scare me now because I have PTSD from that. I, I'm always a sucker for small, fast receivers. I, I still believe in Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. Yeah. Uh, so he's the Cowboy, and you know what we say around here. <laughs> Fuck the Cowboys. Let's let's do a quick move on. I still have okay, the Cowboys so Super Bowl bet. Alshon, uh, Alshon Jeffrey was received by you. You gave up uh, Miko Hardman a second in 2020 and a second in 2021 to Jameson as part of his fire sale. Um uh, none of Alshon Jeffrey's not even on my team anymore. So. Yeah, so we'll slightly move on. Uh, I mean, maybe an overpay for Alshon. Didn't think Alshon was that. Like, I'm an Eagles fan, and Alshon's he's good when he's good. That offense has so many mouths to feed that, I, and yeah. I don't know how we've looked. At I, I think that's pretty fair trade. Like, I mean, Hardman's actually pretty interesting. Like, yeah. he, he I think like he's got I've watched good. a lot of Chiefs this year because I've yeah. had Hardman. I've not been impressed watching him. Really? Um, so like, I don't know. I mean. The reality is Hardman started the season playing 91% of snaps as the clear number three receiver. Yeah. He got passed up on the depth chart by Demarcus Robinson, and he's practically been passed up by Byron Pringle. Yeah. That's So I don't I don't think he's that high of upside. Um, I moved Jeffrey anyway. At that point, like, had I known all of the subsequent deals I was going to make, I probably wouldn't have made this deal. But, like, yeah. I, I didn't – I needed some pieces, and, again, I had way too many picks at that point. Yeah. So I was like, so let's get Alshon Jeffrey. I think just help. looking at that in a void, I think I would have, like, but moving on, next we've I got um, Tom and Jameson made a deal. Tom received Drew Brees, Adam Thielen, and Matt Breida. Uh, and Jameson received Johnny Smith, Jacoby Myers, Devin Singletary. Uh, Tom's first this year, Tom's third next year, and Jacob's third next year, which he just got from you. Um, well, this was a hilarious This trade. was when the arms race, I really think, started getting going. Because yeah. everyone kind of looked at Tom and was like, you just ripped Jameson off. I think that's that was my thought. Well, I mean, I talked about it in the chat. I was like, basically, if you combine this trade and the trade we'll talk about that he made with Brad, he essentially traded Devin Singletary for Christian Kirk and Julio Jones. That means someone fucked up, 
It was both of them. I mean, I, I just, like, I don't get it. Um, like, I offered a, so I offered a 2021 first, and I don't know, I think some not very good receiver for Adam Thielen. Um, if, if I could have gotten Thielen and Breeze, I would have offered a lot more than Tom gave. So good for him for, for sending that off. Yeah, but, like, and that's yeah. the thing here. Uh, it's Breeze, good job moving Breeze, because Breeze doesn't have long left in the league. Yeah. But Thielen's still a very attractive piece to me. And Breida is somehow, he's the next Frank Gore. Calling it right now. Matt no. Breida is the next Frank Gore where he's always injured, and then he lives forever and just happens no. to be a relevant running back for the next 30 years. I don't get the Breida thing. Some people are really into Breida. He doesn't get receiving work, and he doesn't get goal line work, and he's in a committee. But he puts what, up what points. Is that? If you put up points, you put up points. Yeah, I think, uh, I, again, like I look at this and I see the third round picks, and I think that that's like false value added. Uh, but there's there's a couple guys that were on the waiver wire a few weeks ago that are in there, and, and Devin Singletary. So I look at it, it's mostly Singletary in a first for those guys. I think he he could have got more. I like, uh, I like Andrew's strategy. I think he was doing... Uh, a really good thing to sell off yeah. all your your older guys and keep. But the, the the big thing is he keeps his studs. Like I've been trying to pry away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an Elliot or or whatever. A Rob and Josh. Yeah, Allen. and he and he's holding firm on no. I want to keep my right. building blocks and trade away the guys that are older, which is great strategy. Um, and a guy like Breeze, I think, is worth a lot more at the deadline than he is uh, overall because. Oh yeah. You look at him right now, and he's probably a QB one. Yep. Uh, but you look oh, at him yeah. in Dynasty and he's barely a QB2. Like, he's yeah. not worth a whole right. lot. But somebody that wants to make a push all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I needed, I needed a win in Jacobs League this week against one of the top Knicks team, which is one of the top teams out there. And I was, as soon as Drew Brees said he was active, immediately put him in there and was like, let's go. And yeah. won because Drew Brees had a great oh, yeah. game. Like, I, 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 at least with, that, with Andrews, like, I see a discernible strategy. Yeah. He's selling off old dudes. Adam Thielen's a 29-year-old wide receiver. Drew Brees is a 40-year-old quarterback. I get why you got to get those guys out. Yeah, I, I think if he, I think he could have got more value, but that's a fair trade. I, I get it. What yeah, you're like I, I think the trade was fine, and oh. he might have gotten a little bit more. But I think it, it only becomes real bad when you look at what, uh, what Tom was able to turn yeah. it into like five yeah. minutes later. Yeah. So I'm gonna great uh, next one here, I've got uh, Jacob and Jameson, and I'm gonna go last on this one. Yeah, you hate Derek Henry I, for whatever reason. Jacob got Derek Henry. For Tony Pollard, um, which makes sense because uh, Jameson has Zeke and a first, a 2020 first in a very good class. Lindsay, My first, yeah, yeah, yeah your first, but still, first. late first is still with how deep this class is. A late first is still good. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a great trade for Jacob. Uh, I like Jacob's contending, so you have to. We're at the point now where first round picks have very different value based on you know whose team it's coming off of. And, uh, you know, Jacob's pick's probably not going to be very good. Uh, it's going to be a low first. And, and the probability that a low first ever turns into what Henry is now, I think, is low. And uh, he wants to compete, so that's great. And, uh, what, you, you disagree with Oh, I with so me, disagree. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go, I, I mean, I agree. Like, okay, you go first because I, I agree with Lindsay. No, like, I, I, don't, I don't get why you hate oh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, because... Well, he as as well, far as I, I get why right you don't now, like he, him as a player, but he's, why don't he's you like an RB one in points, right? Like, yeah, he's yeah. RB eleven in PPR. Oh, I need year. to I need to double check. Uh, this, would I be but... comfortable with him as an RB one? No. no, but but 
He paid a first round. He is the RB. If I, no, he, if I could have traded PPR, Derrick Henry, he's the RB twelve. Yeah, this if I year. could trade Derrick Henry for a twenty twenty first round pick, I would smash it every why? single time. Tell the me 2020 why. first round pick, even if it's a late first. Well, round tell pick, me why you don't like Derrick Henry because it's it. still going to be a more serviceable player in the long term no, no, no. future than well, Derrick Henry. Why are we trying? To, why are we trying to change his mind? Let's just trade with him. Then. No, like. Here's, I got a couple first-round picks. You want them? No, for Derrick Henry. Oh, I have them. Derrick Henry is an unrestricted free agent next year on a team that is clearly rebuilding if they don't going to keep You think Jacob's worried around. about that? He's gone which in three means days. That, yeah, which means, okay, <laughs> could he help you this year? Yes, but I think you could have got a lot more for that 2020 first no, than no Derrick no Henry. No like, that's the thing. is I think Derrick Henry disappoints you the rest of the year. Yeah. He isn't quite... Oh. Like, if, he, if you win the championship, great. It's a great trade. But if you don't... Like, that is a, I'm sticking it and I'm winning the no, ship this no year. Way. There's he's, no way. He's a 25-year-old running back. Yeah, he's, put, he's like proven shit. to be excellent. He's putting up RB1 oh, numbers he, right no, no, now. Okay, okay, get out of here with the, no. it looks like shit. Okay. No, he legitimately does not look good on the oh, field. Oh, oh you're, People watching, were, you're watching Titans games every week? No, he just. He, you're grinding no, Titans he, tape? You were, at the beginning of the season, you would not have taken Derrick Henry in any way, shape, or form. No, I absolutely exactly. would have taken Derrick Henry. You would have? Yeah, I thought it was one of the ones we agreed on. There's no way I was touching well, Derrick Henry in anything. Okay, like I, he I has get, no receiving upside. Like you, which okay. is your thing? No, okay. Here's the thing about running backs. Okay, obviously the great ones have receiving upside and goal line upside. Mm-hmm. How many receiving? How many running backs are there that get 80 percent plus of the snaps and the receiving work and the goal line upside? There's like six. Okay, those running backs are awesome, right? Derrick Henry's not that. That's fine. Of all of the rest of the running backs, you got to look at: Are they at least getting one of them? Do they at least have touchdown upside or yeah. receiving upside? Derrick Henry doesn't have receiving upside, but he has a whole lot of goal line upside. And I, and to me, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. He's RB twelve this year in PPR. He puts up points. He gets in the end zone, and he's fucking good. Did you not see the end of last it's, season? It's have a, you not seen this season? Like he is an effective running back in the NFL every single year on a bad offense. Now the offense has been better the last two weeks with Tannehill. He's a 25-year-old running back. Do I think he re-signs with the Titans? Like, honestly, yes. If he doesn't re-sign with the Titans, he'll re-sign with someone else and he'll be productive there because he's been productive everywhere he's gone. Like, I get that he doesn't fit the archetype of the Twitter running back where we like to have running backs like Austin Eckler who catch passes, but there will always be a place for a 240-pound running back who can run a 4-4. Derrick Henry, stats. You get that but he's just give him here. the biggest stat. He's, he's an RB1 in our league right now. He Derek has 75 Henry. yards or more rushing in every single game this season except for two. He, yes, except here's the issue is that you are double, like, I'm double checking the math here real quick, but um, if he doesn't score a touchdown, okay, he's averaging 6.8 fantasy PPR points. Cool. He's, which doesn't a, even he's, matter he's on pace for 12 not, touchdowns. Which means if he doesn't matter PPR or not, he's gotten. Um, on average of 1.001 targets a game. Obviously, he's not going to catch the ball. But, but he's they don't built for touchdowns, touchdown, though. He's, a, he's built for touchdowns. He's a 240-pound bowling ball. I don't believe, and I have Ryan Tannehill starting from this week, so this week I do believe, but I don't believe in the Tennessee offense. Listen, listen to the schedule. At Carolina, their run defense is hot garbage. Okay. At Kansas City, their run defense doesn't even exist. That's fair. Home to Jacksonville, they're That's... tanking. They've given up Jalen Ramsey. At least it's positive game script, and they're yeah. going to pound it. At Indy, our run defense is eh. At Oakland, that's a great spot. Yeah. Home to Houston, not awesome. Home to New Orleans is bad. But that's it. He's got, like, he has literally the only matchup that's left on the counter that's like, a, is home to New Orleans. Okay. 
I will take a war bet with you. Derrick Henry, rest of season from, what are we, week nine onwards? Week nine until the end of playoffs? Oh. Finishes outside the top 12. Like, you probably. can't do the finishes top 12. Finishes outside the top that's, 15. That's not a bold prediction. You gotta I'll do... You, I'll give you the top 15. Outside, the, take, top, outside the top 15. I'll take top 15. I'll take water bet I'll take on top that 15. easily. But even even if he's outside the top 15, I still think that's worth a first round, a late first. As long as he's in the top 20, I'm perfectly happy with I that. I think trade. Yeah. that if Jacob doesn't that's an RB win too. this... I think if Jacob doesn't win this league, that whoever this pick becomes sees immediate value and I will don't. be worth a lot more... Not we're talking next year. We're talking like the year after that's going to be destroyed. We're we're talking like on average, we're talking about like, like the ninth or tenth overall pick. Yeah. So let's run it through, okay? Like, you want to put, let let's even use let's even put the quarterbacks in there, okay? Let's say that the quarterbacks go in the top. I'm not even going to use the quarterbacks. I'm going to pull up the most recent article here. Um, Where does my like the most recent rookie draft I read? We're right. Put you, we're so who's nine? You, so you're not going to win the league, is what I'm saying. Okay, so put me so in we'll ninth overall. In, yeah, That's where I'm at right now. Overall. I'm in ninth overall. Okay, who would you rather have? And we know a bit about here. I'd rather have Chuba Hubbard. I'd rather that have Chuba Hubbard. That is absolutely ridiculous. We have no idea if Chuba Hubbard is ever going to be a productive NFL running back. He yeah. might be. We know that Derrick Henry is a productive NFL running back. Like, if the range of outcomes on, on these rookies is, like, they're probably... I think the median range of outcome is that they are one day... Derrick Henry. I'd rather have currently being Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, there is a chance that they're better than Derrick Henry. There's also a chance that they're work that worse than Derrick Henry. But if the median outcome is being Derrick Henry, I'd rather just have Derrick Henry. Now, right, I'm in a 10, championship. He ran a 10.500. He has the, caught the, 20 balls last season with Justice Hill in his backfield. I would kill to have Chuba Hubbard over Derrick Henry. See, the value of these things also changes depending on the situation you're in. Because if you, if you have a team that isn't going to be good enough on its best day to win, then you're better off taking a guy that has a 20% chance of being way better than Derrick Henry. Like, you would have said this about David Montgomery before that. You would have drafted yeah. David Montgomery ahead of Derrick Henry. And yeah, I did. David Montgomery's had literally, like, one useful fantasy week this year. I still think, and I think next year he's a bigger piece than this. But here's the thing. Here are people on your bench. Like, I'm looking at your bench here. Um, Mark Ingram could start at wide receiver, but you have Cooper Cup on your bench because he's on a bye. Curtis Samuel, like, you wouldn't need to play him. And I think that's the point is that you were. No, I need to up. play Henry. I mean, no, there's, 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 yeah, there's no, Mac, there's no way Henry, Henry's not Ingram. starting for him. I would yeah. play, see, but my point is, I could, you could go in my brain, Mac and Ingram. I Ingram, don't know, you, no. I don't know, you have for run give Ty Johnson. Henry's um, a lot better than Ingram. Yeah, but Henry gets Henry has like a seventy-five percent snap rate. Ingram hovers around fifty. Yeah, I know. Like Gus, he, yeah, Tom agree. might not be wrong about Gus Edwards, by the way. That's Tom's wrong about. Well, I, Tom's Tom's not. Wrong about Gus Edwards. Tom's fucking with you about Gus Edwards. <laughs> I, I'm high on Tom, Gus Edwards. Tom, Tom, Tom texts me during every single Ravens game whenever they put Gus Edwards in. He's like, they put Gus Edwards in the game. Fuck. <laughs> Gus Edwards, I've actually been high on him for a couple of weeks. Um, what? I, he's getting snaps. You're, mad, you're mad that Derrick Henry's a human bowling ball, but you like Gus Edwards. Gus no, the noted, bus. Noted, noted receiving specialist, Gus no. Edwards. Um, sorry, we're going to keep going because I just saw the time. Fuck's sake. Um, we got a lot still. Like Gus Bus. Um, this next trade's the, I think, the best one of it all. Okay, which one? Sorry, where are we at? I lost my this spot. Is, this is your trade with Jacob. Oh. With Stafford and Carson. Oh. Gift right. so, of the century. So Thank this you. One, You're okay, my best so, friend. I got to um, take this one before you defend you, go. you want to read out the trade for everybody? Okay, so it's Chris Herndon, Benny Snell, Andy Dalton. Chris Herndon uh, the fourth. Yeah, Benny Snell sorry. the second. Uh, you got a, a first, a second, and a third in there. Obviously, the 20, uh, 20, second, third. Years away. Right. This kid is uh, probably not even in college yet. 
obviously the the gem of that trade for Austin is that uh, first round pick from Jameson who's currently tanking uh, but you just beat the best team in the league you're supposedly wanting to compete and you just traded away Carson and Stafford for like absolutely nothing that's gonna help you it makes no sense you're stuck in purgatory you're gonna be like just in the middle of no in the middle of nowhere you have no strategy like, see and here's the thing so this is before this trade gets done before Andy Dalton gets dealt, gets benched. Andy Dalton, Matt time. Stafford, like Matt. Are Stafford you saying you were season. happy with Andy Dalton if he was still the starter? I would have been able to play a matchup between Ryan. You're Cameron ripping Derrick Henry, but you're gonna no. confidently no, 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 strut no, no, no. out That's Andy what I don't Dalton. Get the, Again, here's what I don't get. Uh, no, 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 if not you're confidently. Trading, you know, <laughs> not confidently, man. It doesn't even you matter. You chose Sorry, to do it. In the other league, I've been starting Mason Rudolph as my second quarterback in Jacobs League for three weeks. It's terrifying. Everything's a roulette wheel. Okay, I'm actually glad you mentioned Mason Rudolph. We all agree that when we made that trade, neither of us would have thought Andy Dalton would be a starter in the NFL next year. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we agree on that. Mason Rudolph actually might be. Um, with, Which is weird. This is what I don't get. I don't, like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You were 4-4 four and four in a playoff spot. You're currently in a playoff spot. So, why are you trading Carson if you... Are trading Carson. I don't know why you didn't do it the week before, so that yeah. you could have lost Adam and improved your draft position. If you the, are this, then going to trade, if you are then going to trade Carson after winning the game. Moving Stafford for Andy Dalton makes no sense. Stafford's going to be an NFL starter for another five yeah. years at least. Dalton is hot trash. The, and the, the, this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing. Like the trade that I offered you, so that you turned down, didn't involve Stafford. So I offered him a 2021 first, Benny Snell, and Chris Herndon. Uh, sorry, or I offered him the 2020 um, Jamison first, a 2021 first, my first, and Chris Herndon, and Benny Snell for Carson and Austin's 2020 first. You turned that down, and, and then you came back with this. So basically... You traded. We went back and forth on this for a while. We went back and forth, but basically the ultimate decision was that you ended up trading. Um, your sorry. You ended up basically trading away my 2021 first and Matthew Stafford for Chris Carson. Sorry. Your 2021 first. The issue is yeah. that none of these. Sorry, this is the hard, issue is that sorry. Podcast. All of these. All of the trades that we had beforehand, and I don't know if you've noticed this, didn't involve Andrew's 2021st. No, I... Because if, if there was, then I missed it, because every single no, time no, I it rejected... Did. I said, what I said is, I don't want to get out of the 2020 well, draft yeah. class. Right. So I offered you Jameson's 2021st. Oh, in exchange for mine. In exchange for your 2021st. Yeah, and that was the thing. And then I also gave you a 2021 first, and Kerndon, and Snell, yeah. just for Carson. And, and to answer and then, all of your things And then here, you basically gave up... You gave up the 2021 first, um, and then included Stafford and Campbell. That to me, and see, is so here's bizarre. Here's the thing: yeah. giving makes, up Campbell, it literally makes no sense. Giving up Campbell is the one that I didn't like, but I knew it was the way you, you, Stafford. You, 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 you got to be kidding me! You made this trade, and the thing that bugs you about it is you gave up Paris Campbell. So, and here's the thing: because, you got to be fucking kidding me! No, because at the end of this, is that. You're trying to make a playoff push. No, no, you're, but I don't... You're looking at your phone wondering why you're projected to lose to the guy that oh, just no, gave away his team. I'm projected to lose. 
and you can look back to this trade in a week to, to answer that question. Okay. Um, you give up a top the, 15 okay. quarterback. Well, we have to do years. push a little bit ahead. Um, no, the answer. I didn't think I was winning this year, especially with the arms race that Fair. was happening. Is I looked and said, okay, I can make the playoffs. Okay. And I think I could legitimately make the playoffs. So I kept Chris Carson. But Rashad Penny does worry me. I don't think I have him either leg, which means I can. I, I get why you traded Carson. I don't get why you didn't trade him before. Because it would have been inter interest to lose to Adam. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, but I don't get why like, you... The thing I, is, I, think, I, don't, I think your team is set up great to rebuild. you got two good young running backs. Fine. you yeah, got really good receivers. You have actually a pretty good team. Yeah. But winning to go 4-4 four and four to then trade away major assets to make your team shit and then... Like, it just makes no sense. You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no. I think for me, it was... I didn't think I was going to win the playoffs. I think in this case, I can still maybe make the playoffs. If I make the playoffs, you might get lucky. Who knows? But that 2021st of Jameson's, I think... I trust myself to draft rookies well enough that, at the end of the day, I want as many... 2021st, because I think that class is stacked. And that's that's what I'm banking on. But you just, right. you just ruined your season, though. You had a... You, but, like, before you made that trade... You had an outside shot of contending. See, but I don't think I don't think I had an outside shot of contending. I don't think I was ever going to be so good enough. So then now, why are you trying to make the playoffs? I was never good enough. Why don't you just Why don't you just sell off like your twenty twenty one picks then? You were no, you're texting I, me about I how still you're coming. Worth a lot more than you're, you, you were texting me about how you're coming after me for the division title. Oh, I'm still so. going to come after you for the division title. It makes no sense. I'm gonna, if I if I win, then I then I get Hubbard in the who get you Hubbard in the. Tennis I just don't get the draft. To, to me, it's like draft Wait, picks are valuable that. if you aren't going to win. You could, you could draft trade. picks are valuable if you're going to win, too. You could trade. No. Think about the no, Patriots. No. The Patriots, okay, I mean, they Austin. don't give a draft. Well, the Patriots they, just gave a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu. Who did they just Shout take? Shout out to Brad. Who did they take in the end of the first last year? Austin. You Mikhail Harry's going to be a stuff. You could have traded. sucks. You no. could have traded Carson. He got passed up on the depth chart by an undrafted free agent. Nikhil Harry's great in Madden football. You could have traded Carson oh, in the wow. offseason. My opinion's changed. You could have traded Carson in the offseason and gotten that pick. I don't know about that because Carson doesn't help him then, and he's not moving that in the offseason. Oh, I would not have moved that in the offseason. That's for the reason is I know no that way, he isn't moving that come the offseason. Well, yeah, okay, maybe people are going to get real excited about their picks when it's draft time. Carson's a one-year rental. I, I still believe in Penny. That's why it was okay trading Chris you Carson think Penny's about two take days out, later. Take out Carson. Not this year. Next year. Okay. But, I mean, I don't own Chris Carson. There's a reason why. Yeah. There, there's a reason why I was willing to basically trade him straight up for Christian Kirk. Anyway, we really got to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quick, Kenny sells Mark Walton for Zach Ertz. Uh, I get why both sides did what? this. I, uh, Sorry, I can you repeat like, that? I, I don't even remember. Kenny sells Mark Walton for Zach Ertz. Tom gets immediate help. Zach Ertz is crumbling into dust as we speak. Yeah, but Kenny sells is Kenny Bills as great as he is. I think that still Zach Ertz wins. See, the Zach Ertz, I, I wouldn't even trade. I wouldn't even trade Dallas Goddard for Zach Ertz. Oh no, I wouldn't do that either. But I think Kenny Bills and Mark Walton are worth less than Dallas Goddard. I mean, like, I just don't get the point of Zach Ertz. Like, like I mean, he, uh, who cares? I, I actually get that trade for both sides. I think Zach I, Ertz uh, is terrible. I actually offered uh, Andrew a first-round pick just because I was desperate for a tight end, and I was really nervous about it because I see what's going on wait, with Wait, Ertz. wait, wait. He, he turned down a first-round pick? Yeah, he turned down a first-round pick. Instead, Kenny Sills and Mark Walton? Exactly. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next one was between me and Habib. Uh, it was Derek Carr, Jerome uh, Allison, and $3 a foul, which really helped me. And for Sammy Watkins and Dante Pettis, I was going to move Watkins at some point. Um, Derek Carr, with Dalton getting benched, I actually have been high on Derek Carr since preseason, uh, but I was expecting Antonio Brown. I get this. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Carr kept the job next year. Yeah, um, I wouldn't either. Sammy Watkins is a classic rental piece. Even though he's young, he, something just feels murky there. I don't know how long his future is, but he's good for this year. 
Yeah. Yeah, like for I think and it makes sense for just, you too. It, it's a minor trade, but it makes sense for you too. Yeah. You didn't need Derek Carr. I like this one for both sides. Yeah. Uh, Jason Witten, Philip Dorsett, Well, that was just a tight end. I just I was about to make like a a stupid desperate trade because I was looking for a tight end everywhere, so it made me less desperate. So it just it kind of bought me time where I could confidently pursue a trade where I ended up getting Kelsey. Um, This one makes sense. Like neither assets. uh, Couple couple afterthoughts really. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The next one is utterly ridiculous. Um, Go through it, Christian Kirk. I would one hundred percent say either of you can disagree with me is 1000% a better dynasty asset than Adam Thielen uh, Julio Jones is 1000% a better dynasty asset than Matt Ryan why do you also get picks when you are trading the two better assets in the deal Rex Burkhead we can't even pretend to act well, like he, he counts he dropped, because he, he got dropped, dropped he dropped Burkhead and so yeah, Matt Breida I mean I, I, I just don't get the Breida thing I don't get the point of a running back that doesn't get receiving work or goal line work your upside is capped does anyone want to I thought this was a dumb trade especially game that giving up your 20 21st just Brad, like Brad thinks he's making a playoff push that's the thing and, and he you know might, what, Brad. You know, you know what, you might. He might. I actually, that's the thing. Right. I actually don't care. I, I, oh, I, 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 I think it's entirely possible that Brad could make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, like, I, let's. So let's even say, like, I, I don't think that I wouldn't love his odds in the championship. Let's say he makes the playoffs and loses in the first round. I think that's a. I think that's like within the middle of the range of outcomes. Um, I think it's higher in the range. Of so I, I, so let let's say it's the seventh overall pick. Okay, the twenty twenty one second is going to be early because Brad's team mm-hmm. is. Old, yep. so I think he has a better team this year than he's going to have next year. But the part and he just dropped his first round pick, so you're trading Julio for Matt Ryan, which okay, it's an old receiver for an old quarterback, Goodbye. but like it's a the receiver's worth more. And then the Kirk for Thielen part, I don't get. You're moving a young 22 year old number one wide receiver in ascending offense for a 29 year old number two wide receiver in an offense that doesn't want to pass the ball. That doesn't make any sense, and you're adding a first-round pick to do it. I don't even think that Thielen will outscore Kirk this year. Yeah, this uh, uh, this was a trade that I, I think is a little bit hard to defend. Um, but the biggest thing to me is if if you're wanting to contend and make the playoffs, you sent out maybe the best receiver for this year. Uh, you can make an argument for Hopkins or Mike Thomas, but I just don't see how you send out probably the best receiver uh, for the rest of the year and, and make yourself better for this year. Yeah, like who? I just Julio is the guy that you deal to get picks. So yeah. right, Julio. Julio yeah. is the classic. I'm all in. I want Julio, and I'm giving up picks to right. do it. Yeah, no, exactly. The idea of dealing away Julio and picks. I, I guess I. I don't know. I don't get it. Okay, moving on. Uh, next one I've got here is between Jacob and Coco. This one I also didn't get. Uh, Coco Coco moved her twenty twenty first. You got uh, Smith J- Jacob Jr. Jacob Fleister, Irv Smith Jr. and Coco's twenty twenty first when her total teams on IR. Ralph on Jeffrey and a twenty twenty one first. Okay, I get like she gets first out of it. She doesn't get a first this year. Her team's good. It's all on IR. This, this, but like she's not got a good record. Like she's not going to do mean, well. This trade would have made for the third overall pick right now. Love that. I don't. I, I have enough faith in my team in twenty twenty one that I think that'll be a low pick. Um, this was basically like. When I made the Alshon trade, I didn't know I was going to be able to make the Carson and Henry trades. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I was like, oh, shit. I don't really need Alshon Jeffrey anymore. Um, 
but like maybe I can use him as a piece to convert a 2021 first. At that point, I had four of them to a 2020 first because at that point I had zero. Yeah. I was super stoked. If you took away the 2020 first and it was just Irv Smith for Alshon, would anyone even react to it? I think it's a fair trade with yeah. that pick. Yeah, I just don't understand Coco being so low in the stat. Like, she's 4-4, four and four, yeah. but her team's... Like, look at her bench. She's like you, but doesn't have much star power. Like, her bench is garbage. Her bench is ah, her bench is worse than Habib's. And, like, I, I don't want to get... I'm actually high on her Smith. I think he yeah. can be something. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's good. Um, next one here is between Jacob and Tom, the two that have been gearing up in this arms race. Tom gets Tevin Coleman... Uh, Darren Waller, oh, yeah. Chris Carson, 2021 first of Jacobs, and a 2022nd of Brad's uh, for Mark Ingram, Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett, Christian Kirk, and Brad's 2021st. Oh, what? Oh, right. You have Brad's and Coco's right now. Yes. That's 2020 is good. Um, I mean, you guys can go. I like the trade for me. I like That's the trade for it. you. I think this is the first bad trade Tom did. Uh, I think it's relatively, like, even-ish. But, this trade was hilarious, well, by the I, way. It I, started off as Chris Carson and Darren Waller for Travis Kelsey and Christian Kirk. That was the original trade I offered him. And then every hour, he just added another piece. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what the trade really hinges on is it, it. in order for it to be good for Tom, Darren Waller's you know production this season has to be legit. I'm not sure if it is. I don't know that it is, and I'm not you know smart enough in football to actually know that. But uh, I like the trade for Jacob better. Uh, but if Waller pans out, it'll be okay for both. Kurt... Kirk in the 2021st scare me. Like, um, for Jacob. Like, I think Jacob's team's so good now, but you look at some of these things that he's accumulating that he has a legitimate chance to win this year, and, like, as much as I think my team's looking good for next year yeah. and the year after, like, I think I can legitimately win in 21-22. Jacob can legitimately win in 21-22 because his team's good, and he has some of these picks he's picking up. I'll hold off on comment until I get to the next trade because it was always a two-part trade for me, but... Um, to me, what I liked is I only gave up assets that I think are depreciating. Yeah. Coleman is, is a depreciating asset. Carson is a depreciating asset. Waller Might Waller is one of the hardest players to gauge. Yeah, like you Because he no could idea. be appreciating, but I tend to think Oakland's going to draft a wide receiver early and that Waller's going to get Ertzed where he just isn't going to be as good when he's not the focal point of the yeah. offense anymore. Um, and then, like... Yeah, I get Kelsey, who I would ship out, who's a depreciating asset. Ingram is, is literally the definition of a depreciating asset. But, like, Everett and Kirk are ascending, so yeah. I, I thought I got and more And a 2021st, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I gave um, out two picks, too. And the next one, uh, OB, you got OBJ from Habib for Travis Kelsey, John Brown, and 2021st. I think this trade is actually super even. I You might have slightly overpaid, or sorry... You might have slightly overpaid. Yeah, I in hate my opinion. this trade. Um, I, I actually have <laughs> massive regrets. I didn't want to do it, and I let Lindsay talk me into it, and I. Oh, he's it. really good at it. Really, like, like, I'm actually the apparently, times apparently not. Apparently no, the amount of times I was almost hitting accept, and then I was like, like, no, this is a bad trade. Like, I'm actually very mad that I did this. Basically, I was the only reason why I did this, and this was so stupid, and I'm never going to do this again. Is like, I didn't. The only reason I thought of trading for Kelsey, like. Tom and I were circling around a Carson-Kirk trade for a while, where I wanted to trade Carson for Kirk, but I couldn't justify it straight up, and I just needed to get something else, and we couldn't figure out what the something else was. Then Habib is like, I want Kelsey, could you get him for Tom? And all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, I had Hunter Henry, he gives me Travis Kelsey, yeah. that later turned into Darren Waller, that's the something else, and then we added all the rest of this shit. And so like, I ended up loving the trade I made with Tom, and then I just felt like a bad person if I didn't follow through on the Kelsey part. 
I absolutely hate Did you learn us. nothing from me screwing Habib two weeks ago? Screw everyone you like, can. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I've never regretted anything more. I cannot stand this trade. Um, like, I mean, I do like Odell. What I would say is, if I combine the Tom trade and the Lindsay trade, I like how it worked out. Yeah. I don't like the Lindsay trade in a vacuum. Um, yeah, like, I I tried to get Fournette, and I should have just helped that. Beep, how do you feel about that trade? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel good. I, I honestly, like, I don't see why he doesn't like, like, I guess the the thing is that people sucks. are scared by Odell right now because Baker doesn't look good and Odell hasn't been putting up numbers. But can you please take Beckham from me? Like I don't want him. He just makes yeah. me angry. It just reminds me of the trade. Might be a slightly cheaper price than I could have gotten. See, see, the funny thing is, Jacobs said the exact same thing to me about Diggs the second we made the trade, and we had a trade where he actually offered up more for less with yeah. me sending Juju, and. Uh, he was saying, please, please, please take the Juju offer. I, I don't want this other offer. And I took the other one. And now, a couple weeks I'm later, he's, he's saying, you know, I won't leave, leave Diggs. We're in a love affair together. and So I feel like in a couple weeks, he might feel differently. Um, like, I, don't, I do like Beckham. Um, I have him wide receiver six in Dynasty, which is probably a lot higher than most people have him at this point. I still believe in the talent. Um, I just like... I don't know. That 2021 Brad first, he has an aging team. I didn't want to move that pick. That's the thing that regret. I, I don't yeah. have any issue with the Kelsey and Brown for Beckham part. That, so, that, that, pick, that pick was, while it doesn't help me win this year, that is, uh, might be end up being the biggest asset. I, I, will, I will defend it a little bit. Okay, um, we don't have time for you to defend it. You don't like it. Stick with it. Defend no, it. no, I want to defend it a little bit. I have okay, got, time. Save it for your round. But, no, I okay. You're gonna miss the first here's the set. Idea. Relax. I don't know if we have enough guys. <laughs> here, here, here's the idea. Like, okay, I feel like I can afford to give up the 2021 first because if I look at all of the guys that I gave up in the two successive trades, Coleman, Waller, Carson, John Brown, those were like all of the oldest guys on my team. I get in return Everett, Kirk, Beckham, a lot of younger assets, and so I feel like that allows me to be a similar if not better team this year, and then I trade the 2021 first, which I think is less of a necessity, since basically my entire team is young now. So combine the two, I do like it. I like my team better now than I did last night. With the two trades, I, I'm regretting the, the one trade a little bit. Alrighty, so we're gonna move on. Those are all the trade recaps. We've got our thoughts, feelings on them. Uh, let's try not to make 13 trades between now and the next podcast, but if you do, we will recap them. So moving ahead now, to week nine, we're going to look ahead, um, and I'm going to spring through this. First game's me against Jameson. Fuck. I'm down by eight points. I'm going to find a way to get some points in this to make sure I win this. i got to beat him here. It just helps me out. So I'm taking myself. Who are you taking? Uh, Who are you taking? I got Jameson. Yeah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, I got Jameson too. Zeke yeah. against the Giants. Holiday against Oakland. Let's go. Especially because he doesn't own his first-round pick, so he's got no incentive to lose. Exactly. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got Jacob against Kieran. Uh, obviously cheering for Kieran to lose, so I'm going to take Jacob here. You're currently favored. Um, I think Kieran's got a few people. No, he's got everyone in the lineup right now. But uh, I think his is all based on how Mike Evans does. I mean, Mike Evans is going against a shitty-ass secondary, but I do think that he's very dependent on Browns, and Denver's a good defense. So yeah. I guess I'm also dependent on the uh, fucking Browns now. Easily game of the week, uh, Habib against Adam. Um, wow, this is going to be a heavyweight. I think fun. Adam might go on a two-game losing streak here. Hobie's got a great team right now. He's projected to put up 170. Um, he's will, just got a lot of good smash matchups. I will pick Habib basically whenever Habib doesn't have bye week problems yeah. um, or injuries. Um, his team is the best in the league. 
his team terrifies me because whenever it gets injured or has a bye week, it becomes bad. Uh, but if Adams plays, then yeah. I think you'll win. Um, next game, Trevor against Coco. Trevor's currently favored by four points because Coco's team is so goddamn injured, which is why I don't understand she moved her first-round pick. Can Trevor get his first win? Um, if David Tre- Johnson... Trevor doesn't even have uh, one of his spots filled. He's got yeah. Mixon still in there. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have Dak Prescott in there instead of Gardner or James. Or James. Why are we fucking pronouncing his name? Uh, I think Trevor God. picks up his first win. I think he yeah. accidentally wins this. I, I think Trevor wins. Coco's team's too beat up. Doesn't matter. Well, either, I mean, I, I think it. I, I think win, it so. entirely depends on David Johnson, since Trevor has Kenyon Drake. If Johnson goes, I think Coco wins. Johnson's not going. If Johnson does not go, then he gets yeah. Drake with a full workload. There's so no I'm picking Trevor um, if Johnson doesn't go. Brad or not Brad? Yeah, we'll do Brad against Marty. This one's gonna be close. Um, I think Brad's gonna win this. Has Marty set his lineup. Yeah. Um, other than defense, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I he mean, has two on his bench, so he can pick. Like, again, it's hard to say without knowing if Mahomes is going to play. Uh, but I would say that I'm under the assumption Mahomes won't play this week, so yeah. I will pick Brad. Uh, and last but not least, we have Brad and Sid. Not Brad and Sid. Tom and Sid. No matter how look at that. Tom's going to Tom. beat Sid. Which will be interesting. If Marty and Sid both lose, that division is going to be both 4 and 5, and they will be fighting for it. So <laughs> that, That'll be a sad division. Yeah, it'll be a sad division, but they're going to rebuild. Um... I'm very happy that I am in line for the five seed right now. Also, Brad, I'd like to announce in the <laughs> podcast, I do believe that you hate Lucky. So that'll wrap things up. Do you have a quick rant? My uh, God. Um, no, we'll save it oh, for another no, time we've ranted. No, no, no. You no, got no, a rant? No. You got a rant? I, I got a rant. You got, got one got minute. I, one okay. minute on the clock. I need it. You good? Yeah. Time starts now. Habib for the rant. Okay. Uh, I've heard a lot of Aaron Rodgers bashing here about how he's not good and he's not even a QB1, and I'd like, my mind is blown. Like, I don't understand this at all. That the guys. All him. It's all me. I don't believe in. Okay, well, it's Aaron all Aaron Rodgers' defender here. Okay. The, even the concept that somebody can try to say that he's not a good quarterback is completely indefensible to me. The, the first few games early on in the season where he wasn't putting up big numbers, you could chalk that up to me as him and Matt LaFleur were getting to know each other. And now that they're on the same page and you see LaFleur's kind of tweaked the offense, uh, Aaron Jones has become a huge receiving option, uh, super dangerous. And the only reason that Aaron Rodgers didn't go as a premium asset is because he's 35 years old. But if you look at it for this year, he he's one of the best three quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, that's your rant. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's a good dynasty asset. That's all I gotta say. Wow, he's he's thirty five and he's oh, a quarterback. He's Justin Herbert, least... I'd rather have him than Aaron Rodgers. I would. He's you can't wait, look wait, more wait, than five years. I ahead. would trade Aaron Rodgers for a first round pick. Rodgers right has five years left. Keep going, Fisher. Good. I wish you had Aaron Rodgers, dude. I would love to trade a first round pick for Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I would. I would totally rebuild off that. Anybody that wants to win would trade a first round pick for Rodgers. Exactly. Anyways, that is all for today. Uh, I got to run. I got a volleyball game in 10 minutes. So, uh, Chris, Marty, when you listen to this, I'm sorry I was late. Um, Past that, enjoy your week. Uh, Fuck you, Andrew Jameson. Fuck the Cowboys. Um, I hope they both lose. Makes me feel better about the day. Um, And, yeah, that's about it for now. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's see you guys next week.